going over here. Okay, so today's daf is daf ches, page eight in Mesechta Chagiga. We got up to Amar Mar, which is on the second line on Ches Amar Aleph on 8a. And we pick up from here. Now, the Gemara on Amar Aleph is going to focus on where the finances for sacrifices are allowed to come from. Let's recall what we learned yesterday. Let's, re, let's remind ourselves, get our heads back in this. Yesterday we learned a rule which is anything which is an obligatory offering, I need to use my regular funds to purchase an obligatory offering. I cannot use tithe money. I cannot use my Sershani money. My Sershani money is already sanctified and my obligation to purchase a new sacrifice has to come from the rest of the money that is mine and not my sir, not tithing money. That's the rule we had. So it, this led us to a dispute between Beishamay and Beishillel about the Shalmei Chagiga, okay? the Shlamim, the peace offering the, of the Chagiga, the holiday offering that was brought in each of the Shalosh Regalim. Can that be, uh, are we permitted to use Meiser money for that or is it only from Chulim? Okay? And this theme of when there's an ob- obligation on me to bring a sacrifice, I need to use chulin, I need to use non-consecrated money, is going to be the theme tour until we get to the colon at the bottom of today's Amr. Let us get going. Amr Mar, the Tana taught us, Beis Hillel, Omrim Beis Hillel says, Amr the Shalmei Chagiga, the Chagiga offering, is allowed to come from Meiser. Now, one second. Are you obligated to bring a Chagiga on the holiday? You better believe it. So why am I allowed to use my tithing money? Ask the Gemara, am I? Why is Beis Hillel permitting me to use my Sershani? Dover Shebechovahu. The Shalmei Chagiga is an obligatory offering. Bechol Dover Shebechovah. And we learned the rule yesterday. Anytime you have an, you have an, uh, an obligation to do a mitzvah, you need to use your chulin money, your money that is not consecrated. Amar Ula. Ula says, and we're going to have to learn how to translate this word because this is going to come up for the entire daf. Ula says, here's the answer. One word, bitofel. Bitofel means, according to Beis Hillel, you are allowed to use a combination of monies. Meaning, when Beis Hillel says, I'm allowed to use miser, what he really, to purchase my chagiga, what he really means is, I'm allowed to use Meiser in addition to the money that I put out, which was not holy, which was not chulim. Okay? So when it comes particularly to a Shalmei Chagiga, Beis Hillel is of the opinion that as long as some of the money, some of the funds is chulim, is not holy, I'm also allowed to use holy money for a Shalmei Chagiga. It's a big chiddush. It's a novel idea. But let's remind ourselves, because this word is going to come up. The word tofel means a combination, where one is adding to the other. Okay? One is adding to the other. We find this word um, often when it comes to the laws of kosher. There's, you know, you have to know what is the ikr, what is the primary, and what is the tofel, what is secondary, kind of like as a supplement to 
to uh, what's there primarily. Okay, so so Ulu explains, Bisilo will agree when it comes to the obligatory Chagiga, you're allowed to use Miser, but only as an additional money that's being used to purchase the sacrifice. Okay, now, says the Gemara, Chizkiah Amar. Chizkiah says, now Chizkiah is not allowed to argue on what we just, not allowed to argue on Basilal, because he's an Amora, but he's going to come to explain. So Chizkiah says, Toflin behema lebehema. You are allowed to add one animal onto another animal. Okay, what does that mean? So we learned, we mentioned this yesterday, and it's going to come up, Be'ezra uh, Hashem, on Ombud Bey's, the following halacha. Um, and uh, this comes up for Psachim. Okay, so listen closely. This is very, very interesting. Every Jew had an obligation to join in the Karban Pesach, the Pesach sacrifice. We all needed to eat from the Pesach sacrifice, right? Okay, we're familiar, right? On Erev Pesach, we brought a Pesach sacrifice and everybody joined in. Now let me ask you a question. What happened if there were 150 people Invited to your Pesach Seder. You're a Chabad rabbi. All right? You got 150 people at your Pesach Seder. One animal ain't going to do it. It's not enough. So what would we do then? We'd bring one Pesach sacrifice. Make sure everybody gets a little bit of meat from that initial offering. And then... We have Shalmei Chagiga. We have all the additional sacrifices that were brought. We'd bring more sacrifices just to have more meat. Okay? So the initial sacrifice was an obligation. The additional sacrifices that are being brought to give us more food, that's voluntary. So now I'm allowed to use my Miser, Shani, on that because it wasn't an obligation. So Chizkiah says... That you know when you're allowed to supplement, you know when you're allowed to add, that is once you have one animal that was purchased with chulin, my additional animals can be purchased with my sershani. However, listen to, listen to Chizkiah. The ain toflin mo'us the mo'us. You cannot add my sershani money onto regular money. I cannot within one animal say the animal costs a hundred bucks, fifty dollars is not holy, and $50 is used for Meister. Says Chizkiah, you can't do that. What you can do, what you may do, is have additional totally separate animals. But within one animal, to purchase it with unconsecrated money and consecrated money, there's no such thing. That you're not permitted to do. That is the opinion of Chizkiah. The Rabbi Yochanan, Omar, Rabbi Yochanan disagrees. And he says, no, Toflin Maos Maos which is the opinion, seems to be the opinion we mentioned on Beis Hill before. You're allowed to add money of Miser onto money of Chulin. And you cannot use extra uh, um, money for extra sacrifices from Miser. Period. Okay. Now, I'm going to focus on this for a little bit. This seems to make sense. but We, we, we need to focus on this because I'm going to now preface a conversation we're going to have later on on Ahmed Bays, and it'll, it'll allow it to move faster, okay? And it'll allow us to understand it better. That's more important than, than uh, moving faster. So here we go. We have a dispute. When we say amongst the Tanoim 
Beis Hillel, you're allowed to supplement your miser money onto your chulin money, your holy money onto your uns- unconsecrated money. What did he mean? Chizkiah seems to imply you're allowed to supplement additional offerings with miser money. But within one offering, am I allowed to supplement money? No. He seems to imply no. Only additional animals you could use miser. Rabbi Yochanan argues and he says no. You're not allowed to supplement additional animals with miser. And you are allowed to add miser to the same original carbon. Okay? Those are the opinions. It seems to be right here that each one is, is uh, the Hebrew word is makbid, is careful that the, this is the only way to do it. Chizki says the only way to supplement is animals. And Rebbe says, no, the only way to supplement miser is by money. On Amud Beis, we're going to find that this is a misunderstanding. But right now, at this point in the Gemara, that's how we're supposed to understand it. That they're, they're limiting where you're allowed to supplement. And now we're going to prove each opinion with a brysa. Let's go. We have a brysa supporting Chizkiah that you're only allowed to add miser for additional animals. And we have a brysa of Tanayim supporting Rabbi Yochanan who says that it's only when you're supplementing with additional money of miser. Now let's go through each brysa. There's a brysa that seems to imply like Rabbi Yochanan, Misas, Misas, um, we'll, see, uh, we'll see soon what that means, okay, what exactly Misas is, um, I'm purposely not translating it yet, it seems from the word Misas that you are only allowed to use your carbon from, the, from money that's not holy. So how do I know I'm allowed to add on holy money? I'm allowed to add on miser money. The same way Hashem your God blesses you, which means anything that Hashem blessed you with, even your tithes is a blessing. You're allowed to use that. Okay, so right now we're not translating Misas on purpose. But Misas somehow is telling me there's no holiness in it. Okay. Tanakabasi de There's a price that seems to support Chizkiah that you can only use the miser for additional animals. Misas. What does you learn out from Misas? This lets us know that a person needs to bring his, ob- his obligation from Chulin completely. And the additional sacrifices that could be brought from miser. Both are in agreement. The word misas is not holy. The question is, does it mean not holy, but it could be supplemented with holiness? Or does it mean not holy and no supplement over here? That's the machlokas. Now, Beishamah Yomrim. Beishamah says, Yom Rishon Minachulun. Beishamah is of the opinion on the first day of a holiday, the first day of a yomtif. So the Shalmechigah needs to be from Chulun. Because you have an obligation to bring the sacrifice. And again, whenever you have an obligation to bring the sacrifice... It needs to be brought with non-holy money. After the first day, you're allowed to use holy money. You're allowed to use my Shani money. The first day, Chagiga, that could be brought from Chulin. And afterwards, you could, you're allowed to use Meiser. And all the, all the days of Pesach, which means the remaining days of Yom Tif, a person can fulfill his obligation of simcha even with Maiser Behema. You can even use animals that are set aside for Maiser. 
for uh, set aside as meiser because you know what the main thing is that you have meat for the yomtif. Okay. Now, beyomtif my time alone. Why on the yomtif itself are you not, not allowed to use meiser behema? Amr Ravashi. Ravashi says, Doma osi la ashure beyomtif because you may come to take meiser on yomtif and that's not allowed. You're not allowed to. Um, you're not allowed to be misaking your things. You're not allowed to fix up your, your things on Yomtiv. You're not allowed to separate Miser. It's forbidden to take Miser on Yomtiv. Mishum Sekarta. Because every tenth animal, they make a red mark on top of the animal, and, and that's forbidden on a holiday. Now, to end off, the Gemara says, uh, and this is actually the next line. Anybody here who's confused, this next line is going to clarify anything, and then we'll go, we'll give an overview outside of what we just learned. Says the Gemara, what is this word misas? Everybody is so convinced misas is not holy. What in the world does this mean? And this is why I waited to translate it. My mashma, where is there any sort of inference to high misas that this word misas is lishna dechulanu? It gives off like it's money that's not holy. Misas is some sort of financial value, but it's not holy. Where do you get this from? Says the Gemara, ready? A verse in... Megillas Esther, coming up. Tichsev, it says in the verse, says in the Pesach, Vayosem HaMelech HaChashverosh Mas Al HaOres. King HaChashverosh gave a tax, a mass on all the land. So you see that Misas are taxes. Is taxes holy money? No, taxes isn't holy money. Taxes is overhead. That's a regular cost. That's a regular payment. And therefore, misas must mean a sort of payment that is not consecrated, that is not holy. Period. End of the Gemara. Let's go over this quickly, because now everything makes a lot of sense. Let's go through what we just learned today. Okay? The Brysa says, you're allowed to add, supplement, tofel, Ula said, from Miser. We had a dispute. What does tofel mean? What are, in what way are you allowed to supplement with Miser? So Chizkiya says you're allowed to supplement your additional animals. You could purchase those additional animals with Miser. Rabbi Yochman says not true. The additional animals cannot, you're not allowed to use Miser for. You know when you're allowed to supplement Miser on the original mandatory offering, part of it you could you, you use your Chulin money and part of it you use your Miser money and each one had a Brisa supporting him. Okay, what did that Brisa say? Misas. And their dispute was, okay, now that Misas means some sort of tax that the Jewish people are paying. If you're, calling the, if you're calling it a tax, that means there's no holiness here. We know that there's a lack of holiness that's a, that, the, that has to be part of the funds that we're using for the carbon. Does it mean the whole carbon, part of the carbon? That's the machlokas, period. That's what we're walking away from. End of the Gemara. Bottom line is, machlokas about what you're allowed to supplement your miser with. A new animal or the original animal. Okay, End of that conversation. Let's move on to the next part of the Mishnah. We're now at the two dots, six lines from the bottom of Chesavadal. The Mishnah had told us, Yisrael, a regular Jew, a non-Kohen, Yotzim Yedei Chovasam Benedarim Ubenedavos V'chulu V'chulu. Okay? When we sit down at our Yomtif tables, at our holiday tables, we are permitted to fulfill our obligation of eating meat with animals that we pledged, we vowed, we're going to bring to the Beis HaMikdash. Okay? 
Here we go. Turn up on the rabbis on social media. You should be happy on your festivals. The rabbis call me nesmacha This includes any type of happiness to the happiness. Whatever makes you happy. Okay? What does it mean, whatever makes you happy? Doesn't say. But the sages tell us, from here the Chavs say, whatever is going to make you happy, whatever is going to put meat on the table. A regular Jew, if he made a vow that he wants to bring a sacrifice, he could use that as his meat offering. An adava, a meiser behema, even if you have a meiser behema that needs to be eaten in Yerushalayim or brought up on the Mizbeach, eh? all of this you can fulfill your mitzvah of simcha on a holiday. What about the Kahanim? So, they're allowed to eat parts of the Chattas offering, the Sin offering, the Asham, the Bechar, the breast and the thigh. All these things, it's meat. You're allowed to eat it. Enjoy. Make your Yom Tif more special. Yachol, I might think, <laughs> See, some people think that. Uh, a lot of people don't think that. But says the Gemara, I would think that you could fulfill the mitzvah of Yom Tif, by what? Eating chicken and matzah. Right, your carbon mincha. Says the b'risa, no. Chicken and matzah ain't gonna make you happy. Talmud leimar v'samachta b'chagecha. You know how to be happy on the Yom Tif. When you're happy with your chag, which means top now of Amud Bey's Misha chagiga mehem. Something that a carbon chagiga is allowed to be brought from, which is an animal. You know, which is meat, beef, flesh. Yatsu Elu excludes chicken and a carbon mincha. She'en chagiga ba'mehem. You're not allowed to bring a carbon chagiga from them. So, again, it says in the verse, B'samachta b'chagecha. There's an obligation to rejoice, to be happy on Yom Tif. It doesn't tell me how. Come along the sages and they explain. You know how to show great joy on a holiday? Meat. Oh, uh, you'd think it's uh, you'd think it's chicken. I don't know why you'd think that. Some people enjoy chicken more. All right, you'd think it's chicken. You think it's a garba mincha? No. The chagiga was an animal, so it was meat. The way to fulfill your mitzvah is with meat. Ravashi Yomar. Ravashi says me the samachta nafka. Sometimes the word v'samachta you should be happy. Not the word chagiga. Chagiga samachta yatsuilu she'ein bahem simcha. He says, listen, chicken and the garba mincha. Are th- th- those things don't bring the same? Th- they don't bring the joy that meat brings. So if he learns that out from the word v'samachta, what is he going to use the word bechagecha for? I already know that it needs to be meat. So what does chagecha teach me? Answers the Gemara: Hahu Daniel Barkatina. The word chagecha is teaching me the same hala- the same statement of Rabbi, Rabbi Daniel, the son of Katina. What did he say? Rabbi Daniel Barkatina Marav. Rabbi Daniel Barkatina says the name of Rav. How do you know you're not allowed to get married on Chol Hamayid? We learned this in the last Masechta in Mayid Katan. You know what joy you're supposed to have on a Yomtif? The joy of the Yomtif. And not the joy of taking a wife. You hear this? This is such a beautiful idea, and we explain this when we learn Ma'ir Katan. And that is, HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants us to experience our lives, to experience our Judaism to its fullest. And if I'm already involved in a holy festival, a holiday experience, and I'm growing with it, and I'm experiencing it, eh, 
to go ahead and get married on Chol HaMoed. Very nice. That's also going to make you happy. You know what else is going to do? It's going to detract from the focus of the moment. Therefore, the Gemara says, based off, based off of this Pasuk, which means you know how to be happy by focusing on your Yom Tif, taking the meaning of the Yom Tif, taking the message, and appreciate your time, appreciate this date that we have with the Creator of the world. And afterwards, you'll be happy again by taking a wife. But don't combine the two. Otherwise, each one in and of itself is not going to be a full experience. It's going to be lacking, and that's inappropriate. Period. End of the Gemara. Okay. Next mission. This mission is going to be basic math. Okay? And let's introduce it in the following way. We explained that people are supposed to eat from the sacrifices. What if you have too many people to eat the sacrifice? Not enough people. We know you're not allowed to leave over meat. So what do you do? Let's get going. A person who's got many people eating at his table. But he doesn't have a lot of money to buy animals for everybody to have a lot of meat. So what do you do? Make sure to bring an, a lot more shlomim, peace offerings, which are shared between the, the one who brings it, the Kohen and the Mizbeach. Okay? And bring a fewer carbon olos. Because again, an Ola gets eaten up only by the Rabbi Nishalel. So make sure that your sacrifices are going to be the type that's going to offer you food for your Yom Tif table. You can't afford so many sacrifices, right? You got you to feed everybody, you got to serve. So you know, if you have a lot of mouths and less money, use your common sense, prepare ahead, and only, and only set aside the majority of your animals as shlamim, so you have more food to eat as opposed to giving it to Olas. Hashem wants you to feed your family more than He wants us to feed Him, so to speak, once we have our main Ola brought. What if a person has a lot of money? But not so many people joining Him for Yom Tif. So, so then you should bring more Olos. You could afford more animals. Bring animals that you don't need to eat. And get burnt up on the Mizbeach. Because you have less people who are able to eat it. You can have too much leftovers and that's a problem. If a person doesn't have a lot of mouths to feed. And the person doesn't have a lot of money. On, on such a situation it says. This was the machlokas we had. The, the animal should be one silver piece. Two silver pieces. Meaning the minimal amount of the value of the animal, that's what you should bring. Just bring as, as low as you can. Don't bring a big, robust animal that you're going to have leftovers for. Make sure. One, one silver piece, that's it. What if a person has a lot of money and a person has a lot of mouths to feed? So you could bring a lot as Ola because you could afford it. And you could bring a lot of sacrifices as Shlomim because you have a lot of people to feed. About such situation, it says... Each man, according to what they're capable of giving, however Hashem, your God, has blessed you, it could be with finances, health, family, whatever it is, whatever Hashem has given you, use that gift to serve Him. And this, by the way, is life in general. That's it. What does Hashem want from us? To give it all we got. Whatever he's given us, whatever capabilities, whatever talents, 
whatever, whatever mental, emotional, financial, physical abilities we have, our responsibility is to whatever, like the blessing that Hashem, your God, has given you, that's what we give back to Hashem. And interestingly, we say this every single day, when we, as soon as we wake up in the morning. A Jew wakes up in the morning, we say moda'ani, and we go to wash our hands. Why do we wash our hands? Many people are going to say, because when you sleep, there's impurities that rest on your hand, and you got to wash off the impurities. That is true. But that's not why we wash our hands. That's also true. If you look at the very beginning of the Mishnah Brura, when he discusses waking up in the morning and washing the hands, the Mishnah Brura quotes the Rishon, the Rush, who says that a Jew wakes up in the morning. We wake up, why? La'avod habore, to serve our Creator. And says the Rush, therefore, as soon as we wake up, a Jew walks over to the sink and washes his hand three times, the same way a Kohen, a priest, when he walked into the Beis HaMikdash, he washed himself from the kiar, from the, from the water vessel, in his preparation of service of Hashem. Every Jew in the morning, as soon as we wake up, we walk over to the sink and we wash our hands three times to tell ourselves that these hands are the hands that are meant to use. I'm going to take my hands and serve Hashem today with my hands. And then the Mishavur goes on and say, oh, there's also a Zohar who mentions about impurity. But the real reason why it's a halacha, that a Jew needs to every morning wake up and wash our hands, it's al-netilas yadayim, on the taking of our hands to serve Hashem like the Kohen in the Beis HaMikdash. How beautiful and precious of a message, even though it's hard to think of it when you're standing in your pajamas. But be it as it may, that's the message at the end of this Mishnah. Whatever talents and gifts, hands Hashem gave us, that's what I'm going to use to give back to my dear Father in Heaven. Here we go, says the Gemara, Shalomim Merubim. We said in the mission of a person has a lot of mouths to feed, but you don't have so much money. So don't bring so many carbon olos. Bring Shalomim. This way you'll have food. Ask the Gemara the basic question. Mehechamaisi. What do you mean you're going to have food? From where? You just said the guy doesn't have money. The guy's got mouths to feed. He doesn't have money. What do you do? Bring a lot of shlomims. You just said the guy doesn't have money. How's he even bring a shlomim? Answers the Gemara. You know how you do it? With tofel. This is why I said remember this. Because Chizkiah was of the opinion that you're not allowed to supplement. On the same animal. Rabbi Yechina was of the opinion you can. Rav Chista here says, if you don't have so much money, use chulin as your initial amount on the shlamim, and then your miser that you have, you can add it to the tab, you can supplement. Amalei Rav Shesh says, Rav Shesh says, what do you mean? I thought it's a machlaikas. Harei amru teiflin behema lebehema. We said, you're only allowed to be teifel, this is the, the uh, first opinion, yeah, you're only allowed to supplement additional animals. You can't supplement on the same animal, Says the Gemara, Micah Amarle, what type of question is this? If you're going to think of Sheshes as asking on Rav Chista, didn't we say, you're allowed to use your miser to purchase additional animals. You're not allowed to use your miser to add money onto the original animal. He should have just said, you're not allowed to add money onto money. This is really 
what Rav Sheshes wanted to tell Rav Chista. Harei Amru, didn't we learn on Amad Aleph? Af toflim behema lebehema. You can even, not only can you add money onto the original animal, you can even use Miser to purchase additional animals. Now let's pause for a minute. Because according to this, Tofel, supplement, addition, means I'm allowed to supplement on the original animal and additional animals. Is that anybody's opinion? Didn't we learn on Ahmed Aleph there's a dispute between Chizkiah and Rabbi Yochanan? One says you can only supplement your miser on your original animal. Another one says you can only supplement miser on additional animals. Right? What do you mean over here? Rabbi Gemara, that you can also do it on additional animals. That's not following anybody. And the Gemara is about to ask that question. That's why I wanted to preface it on Amad Aleph. Kiman, whose opinion is this? To like a Chizkiah, this is not Chizkiah's opinion, or to like Rabbi Eichanan. And it's not Rabbi Eichanan's opinion, because each one is strict to, is limited to what he says. One says, no, only this, only supplementing the first animal. The other one says, no, it's additional animals. But if you're going to tell me, Amorohu de Pligi, that these are Amorohu are arguing, but the Brysis are not arguing. But we learned, the first eating of the Shami Chagiga needs to be from Chulun. So I don't understand what's happening here. How is it possible to explain the Brysa to mean that you can supplement the original animal and with Meiser, and you could supplement complete additional animals on your Chagiga? Gemara answers, Rishayna, what does it mean the first eating? Sheer Rishayna It means the value of the first eating has to come from Chulin, but it's not um, um, it, it's not talking about additional animals. What do you mean the value of the original one? In your first animal, where you're getting your main your, your main mitzvah of Karban Chagiga from, that is allowed to come from money. That is jointly chulin and meiser. After that, the rest is allowed to come from meiser sheni. Beautiful. Okay. Amarul Lakish. There's a completely new conversation. Ula says the name of Reish Lakish. Hifrish eser behemos the chagigaso. If a person sets aside ten animals to be used as a shalmei chagiga, because again, why did people set aside so many animals? Because they needed food for yamtiv. Yeah, they wanted to add more sacrifices and now it was going to be a shlomim and they had more, more uh, mouths to feed on Erev Pesach. So now they would be able to have more meat on, uh, by the Pesach Seder. Hikr of Chamesh be Yomtev If he brings five of them on the first day of Yomtev, Chayzer Umakr of Chamesh be Sheni. You're allowed to bring five more on the second day of Yomtev. Okay, so not all your carbonus that are, sec- that are set aside as Shalmei Chagiga, need to be brought on day number one. You could bring some on day number one, and some can wait until day number two. Rabbi Yechenon Amar. Rabbi Yechenon says, Kivon Shepasak Shov Enoi Makrif. Interesting statement. And he says, no. There's no such thing as five on day one, five on day two. If you stopped bringing your Shlomim sacrifices on day number one, you're done. We don't accept Shlomim sacrifice anymore on day number two. So what are you going to do? You can offer it, right? It's Cholomayid. Second day, it's in Israel. 
but it's not called the Shalmei Chagiga. Okay. Amar of Abba, Rabbi Abba says, there's no real machlekes here, kan bistam, kan b'mafarish. Why? Rabbi Yochanan, who says, once you finish on day number one, you cannot bring any more Chagiga on day number two. That is, when you set aside your animals as Shlomim, you didn't say what type of Shlomim it needs to be. Okay. So, so uh, beautiful. Um, I'm sorry, I lost the place. Yeah. Khan um, bin And the other opinion that you're allowed to bring it on uh, on the second day, that was the opinion of Rish Lakish, the Heliga brother in law, is when you did say, I'm going to bring this on day number one. So now, if you didn't bring it on day number one, you're allowed to bring it on day number two. Why? It's a makeup, Rashi explains. We know, let's pause for a moment, a moment and explain this halacha. A karba chagiga, if you don't bring it on day number one, the halacha is you're allowed to do tashlumen. You're allowed to do a makeup date, a rain check. Okay? So if you said mefurish, explicitly, straight out, that my 10 animals are a karba chagiga of day number one, then if you only brought five, the other five could still be brought. Because since you were obligated to bring them on day number one, because that's what you said, now bring it on day number two is your makeup day for what you missed on day number one. While Rabbi Yochanan says, we're dealing with, he's dealing with a situation where you didn't specify anything. And if you didn't specify anything and you already brought your Chagiga, okay. So then anything you bring on day number two is not called a Chagiga. It could be called a Shlomim. It's just not called a Chagiga. Says the Gemara. Hi, Stam. This case of Stam, you didn't say what type of Shlomim. Hey, Chidami, what's the case? Ilema, if you're going to tell me, Deleka, Shohos, Biyamli, Karib. There was no time left on day number one to bring the remaining five offerings. So the reason why he didn't bring him is because he wasn't able to. So that's not a claim. Uh, there's no time, there's no time. So rather, why would he have canceled it? Why would he have waited till day number two? Because he didn't have enough people to eat the, car, the, the additional karma chagigas on day number one. How often have you made a party? You thought you're having something in your house. Everybody ends up canceling on you. This guy, he's got his, he's got his 10 sacrifices set aside. He thinks he's going to throw a big party here. And then he's got a bunch of cancellations. He's like, hey, what am I going to do? I can't bring all 10 sacrifices. I can't eat it fast enough. So and the reason why he didn't bring it is because there was uh, there was uh, simply nobody to eat it. Says the Gemara, Tricha, Tika shows or you could say where there was time left in the day, and that's why uh, I'm sorry, there was time left in the day, and he still didn't bring the five sacrifices. Why? The Islay Eichlin, and he had enough people. So what happened? Midiv Kama from the he had people capable of eating. He had time left in the day. So why didn't he bring it? It must be, says Rabbi Echenon, he just chose that it's no longer going to be a Chagiga. Okay? Now, if you chose that it's no longer going to be a Chagiga, and you're now going to bring it on day number two, you have a problem because you're not allowed to bring a Chagiga on day number two. So what we're coming out with over here is actually a very powerful halacha. And let's listen closely because this is only inferred. It's not direct from our Gemara. Let's walk away with something concrete here. Okay. When Rabbi Yochanan says you're not allowed to bring the additional five Shalmei Chagigas on day number two, that is only when 
you never said it's going to be on day number one. And you could have brought it on day number one. Again, I never said I'm going to offer him day number one. And I could have done it. So why did I not do it? Must be, it wasn't my intent for it to be a Chagiga. I never said, I have enough people, and I didn't bring it. So it must be it's not a Chagiga. And now I'm going to show up on day number two, and say, listen, Kohanim, I've got five more Chagiga sacrifices. The Kohanim are going to look at the guy, and say, sorry, Charlie, not happening. You're not allowed to bring a Chagiga on the second day. But I intended to bring it on day number one, I just wasn't able to. That's not true. You know what happened yesterday? There were enough people to eat it. And you never said it explicitly. So you're just trying to bring a chagiga on day number two. And that we don't accept. We only accept makeup chagigas on day number two. That could have been brought on day number one and should have been brought. But for you, you're trying to now initially bring a chagig on day number two. And that we don't allow. That's what's happening over here. And it's logical to explain the Gemara this way. Why? When Ravin came, he quoted Rabbi Echanan, who says, A person sets aside ten animals to bring as his carbon. What did he do with his ten animals? Five were brought on the first day of Yamtif. Okay, do the math. How many are left? Five. Okay. What do you do with the other five animals? Bring them on the second day. One second. Rabbi Yechanan is saying, if you have ten animals, bring five on day number one, bring five on day number two. A few lines ago, Rabbi Yechanan said, once you stop, you can't continue. So how do we reconcile these two statements? Rabbi Yechanan is just a walking contradiction. So it seems. In one place he says, you're not allowed to bring any more sacrifices on day number two. And then he goes ahead and says, if you have ten animals, you could bring five on day number one and bring five on day number two. What do you mean, Rabbi Yochanan? Elalav, rather it must be, Shmami, no, we have a clear proof. Kan bistam, kan b'mefarish. It depends. It depends what the original statement or intent was. If he didn't specify anything on day number one, and there's enough people to eat it, then you're not allowed to bring it on day number two. But if on day number one he says, all ten animals are Shalmei Chagigas, so he's letting us know that if I only brought five and left five over, those five are capable of now being a Tashlumen, of being brought on a makeup date, Shmamina, and we have a very clear proof from this Brisa that this is the meaning of Rabbi Echidon's statement. Okay, in Marnami, we learned in a Brisa simile, we're now on the very bottom line, and we're just going to get us ourselves, there's a Mishnah on the top of tomorrow's daf. In Marnami, we learned in a, in a uh, uh, Brisa uh, similarly, Amar of Shemin Bar Abba, Amar of Yechanan, Rav Shemin Bar Abba says in the name of Rabbi Yechanan, we, now we turn to the top of Tesamad Aleph 9a, Lo Shanu, we only learned the statement of Rabbi Yechanan, that you're not allowed to, uh, bring the additional Chagigas uh, on the second day, where you didn't complete what needed to be done on day number one. But let's say you finished, you can go back and bring more sacrifices. Now what is finished? You didn't finish. What is finish? Ask the Gemara, my Gemara, what does it mean, finished? Even a Gemara Karbanais, if you finished, you're bringing your Karbanais. What do you mean? My Makriv. 
So you would bring it on the next day. You don't have any more carbonas. Elosh Gomer Ayyam. You know what Le Gomer means? It means that you had 10 sacrifices and the day, day number one, completed before you could bring all the sacrifices. Okay? Avogomar Hayyam, Chayzeru Makriv. In such a case, you could bring your animals on day number two. So let's understand what's happening here. There's not a new chiddush in this statement. What we're just clarifying here is the following story. Yankul shows up to the Beis HaMikdash on day number one of a Yomtif. He's got 10 sacrifices, 10 shlomims. And he does not say that I want all of these shlomims to be shalmei chagigas. A chagiga is meant to be brought on day number one. If you don't, you can make it up on day number two. That's the law. A guy shows up with 10 animals. He doesn't say what he intends. Five he brings and five he doesn't. Can he bring the remaining five on day number two? Answer is, if he brought his first five on day number one and then Gamar Hayom, the day ended and there's simply no more time. You're not allowed to bring a Shlomim sacrifice at night. So then we say, oh, you have five left. You wanted to bring it on day number one, obviously. It's just a situational, uh, you know. So, Tashlumen, go make up on day number two. You're permitted to do that. However, if he brings five on day number one, and it's noon, and there's plenty of time to bring the other five, and you don't, you're lazy, you walk away, you, you got a little drunk, and you went to a party, whatever it was, then you want to bring your five on day number two, the answer is No. You're not allowed to do that because you had time, you walked away from it. We're not gonna, you did not specify it's going to be on day number one. Hence, we're not going to give such a person tash lumen. Okay, period. End of that conversation. That, um, just to give a little preface, the next mission of Bez Hashem as, uh, that we'll be learning tomorrow, Friday of Shabbos at 12.15 uh, Central Time, we will, uh, we're going to get into a situation where somebody didn't bring any chagiga at all. This was dealing with a person, you only need to bring one karba chagiga. This whole conversation of today's daf was, what if you want to bring more? Right? You want to bring more than one. What we're going to learn tomorrow, Mirz Hashem, in the Mishnah is get into what if somebody uh, wasn't able to bring a Chagiga at all, how does, he, uh, how does he handle that mitzvah? Okay, we'll hold it here. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening, everybody. Good to Shabbos.